yeah that was very interesting to hear that again it's been uh, about a good year actually since uh that adventure happened and came to a conclusion after the general primary election that happened on August 2nd of 2022. And um, I came across that recording, actually, and I was like, what's this? And lo and behold, it was one of my um, campaign speeches that I did on the radio. Yeah, is all I thought when I when it was planned and then kind of listening to the message I was, uh, as you could say, probably promising to the people on what I wanted to see happen for my district, District 14, and what I wanted to see for the Navajo Nation. So I thought that was pretty interesting to hear that and be reminded uh, what I was putting out there for my platform. Of course, we all know this, how that story went and kind of took a different path and decided that maybe that's not for me and this new job opportunity that was offered to me. That actually happened around this month, too. I interviewed for the position to be the chief executive officer for Navajo Arts and Craft Enterprise. And that interview happened July of 2022. And then I um, went through an interview then I had the general, the primary election happen about a week or so later. And that happened because I didn't know what was going to happen with the election. I, of course, we don't know how that turns out for us. And I needed a backup plan. There were so many areas of um, probabilities. I do a lot of probabilities when it comes to situations that I'm trying to resolve. And that's what happened so one of my probabilities was number one i don't make it past the general the primary election because there were 17 candidates i was one of 17. we have more candidates than the presidential candidates running for nomination president and so i was one of 17 individuals running for the seat of council delegate for my district which which was very interesting because years before it's been pretty it's been a small pool and not too many folks um took the initiative to want to run for council delegate but for some reason in 2022 everybody wanted to be the council delegate from my district so uh, when that list came out i was so discouraged and i thought 
Uh, what did I get myself into? But uh, I had a lot of support, a lot of support from my family, from my friends. And I'm real thankful to each one of them who were there with me from the beginning all the way to the point where I decided that maybe this is not for me. I even had support before I made the official announcement to run for office. And at that time, I confided in um, everybody, in close friends, close relatives, my parents, of course. And my dad wasn't for it. My Che wasn't for it. My mom just said, She always says that to me every time I come to them with a situation or an opportunity. She's always saying that, saying that to me. So I, um, of course, she already kind of knows I made up my mind. But everybody else was all like, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should wait. Or maybe don't do it at all and stick to what you're doing. But that was the other probability too because I worked as a political appointee for the president, President Nez at the time. And of course, that was my other situation. If he doesn't make it past the primary or the general, which unfortunately happened, then I probably wouldn't have a job beyond this four years. So I had to figure out my plan. And so running for a council delegate was one. Then the job opened to be the CEO for Nalborts and Craft Enterprise, and that was also something that I had wanted to do in the past, but I never did. And I went off to do other things. And when the application opened up to apply for that position too, I never did that. I left it alone and that opportunity passed and the, they had selected a CEO and then the opportunity opened up again years later. So I thought, okay, let me apply for it because I don't know what's happening on August 2nd and I need a backup plan ready to go. So that happened and then we went through the election and then of course I came up in the top two and I was moving on to the general election in November. But I remember the next day after that happened, after the election, I didn't feel satisfied. I didn't feel happy. I think I went into a mini depression and there's a, another candidate that made it past the primary too and she also felt the same way and we confided in each other like, what do we get ourselves into and how do we move forward and what happens if we win? the general election. So I was um, very discouraged and intimidated when I made it past the primaries. And of course, um, August happened, went to Indian Market, was in Santa Fe. The fairs came up and I was too busy with the fairs, with work. And then after the fair, September fair, right before Northern Fair, so it was probably towards the end of September, my... Um, opportunity had came and it was the call from Nelbarts and Crafts to interview for this position and I was like they're finally getting around to figuring to advertise and and whatnot and I kind of made it through September so I went to interview and that was in October the first week and at that time again the general election hasn't wasn't here yet so I wasn't sure what was going to happen and I left it at that but I thought I need to go to the interview because I don't want to I don't want them to think I'm not interested and I don't want to disrespect the application process and so that's the number one advice I have for anybody is don't let those opportunities go where they're given to you 
when you have to make it past an application process, where you have to go past a jury, where you have to go past a certain obstacle to become vetted and selected, take that opportunity and apply and go to the interview or go to whatever you need to do to commit yourself to that application that you had filed. So I went to the interview and it was on an, an, an afternoon and it was kind of, wasn't too long, but I know after the interview I had to go and be in Nosh Chitty because we were set up at the chapter house where we were doing a meet and greet. We were gonna go full time with the campaign and start moving it. But through this whole thing, the only people that knew were um, people close to me, very close to me. And of course my parents, everyone, they all knew what was going on on the backside, but we still continued. And my mom just said, see what happens when you get to that point. So I, I let it, I let it, I let it go and I continued on. And then that's when I interviewed and I got selected that day. So after I interviewed, I was leaving, but they called me back and they, they offered me the job and then we negotiated my contract at that point. Then I was just like, oh my goodness, I got, a, I got offered to be a chief executive officer. I don't know when this opportunity will ever happen again. I don't know when I'll be called a CEO. I don't know when I'll earn that title. That's like the, the paramount of my career. It, to me, you know, being a marketing director, being called a director, being uh, offered an executive director, division director, and then now to be offered a chief executive officer position was big for me because I'm a business background. And this happened on my reservation. So I was like, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And do I take it or do I decline and continue with my campaign? It happened at the perfect time because that Friday was the deadline to drop out and then the next person would be added to the ballot. So with a lot of prayer and a lot of consideration into this opportunity and then of course with the advice from those close to me, very close to me, I decided to withdraw from the, from the, from the race for council delegate. And I, that's where we are at today. And of course, um, I think I would have won if I continued, but I'll never know that. And that's just my assumption. <laughs> but it was a great experience to have been given that opportunity to run for an office. And I've always dreamt of that. I've always had goals to do that. And this did, and it, and it happened and I did it. But of course, it was a very challenging time for me. It was a very difficult summer, going up to that point of August 2nd and then getting over that first mountain and then going to the next one, which was the general election and then getting over that. And then what happens after that when you win? You get ready to take office in January. So that's that was the step process that I, I would run through scenarios and whatnot. But I always think that if I became a council delegate, my platform would I would play those things over and over and remind myself that this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I listened to it when I accidentally played it today and I thought I am doing those things just in a different role 
in a different demographic for a different demographic you know i do it for artists i do it for small businesses i do it for the novel nation the economy and my impact is um it, it's it's an economic impact it's also a drive to promote navajo artistry native american artistry and i love my job and i i proudly when i introduce myself i don't call myself a ceo or chief executive officer but i reference myself as shanal nishiki a d nalhe bahogan ayisi bahalyaniki achanal nish holondo sali meaning that I'm the person that takes care of this Navajo business. I'm the person that takes care of this this area that promotes Navajo art and that I oversee it and I I protect it and I promote it. Is it probably what you would translate that to be? And I always enjoy saying that. So just kind of wanted to reflect back on that and and re- remind myself in a humble manner of what I was going through last year this time it was emotional it was very emotional to be a candidate and I think it's going to be like that every time an election comes up for Navajo there's always going to be a lot of bashing there's so much of it there's so much anger there's so much hostility there's so much hate but there's also a lot of support that outnumbers those little those little areas where you're faced with a lot of criticism and i take those constructively but it got really bad at at certain points where people were looking up my driving record i had somebody sharing my driving record from 2008 2005 and i just kind of responded with I wish they looked up if I passed my finance class at the University of New Mexico because I failed it twice and I wish they shared that with everybody but I also wish that they shared that I I finally passed it after 3 times of taking that finance course and I just thought where where are our priorities when it comes to supporting our people a a ya I don't enjoy that part of politics. It's very um hateful now, especially with social media. And I had a lot of people also criticizing my identity and my sexuality. That came up several times and I had an individual who was adamant that I was going to bring damnation upon the Christian faith because I was going to be supporting the Equal Marriage Act on Navajo but um I thought where is she at now when it's being entertained with um our current 25th council and it's interesting to hear people the way they talk and act and react to you when you're put yourself when you put yourself in the public and you face that criticism and I always used to think to myself they tell us they tell we tell and i was always told yego inkato nihidati nihinati ta come back to us na nishulo akwaya the nebeke apakako there's work here throughout navajo come back and work for us le ultkhat sogodole when you finish your school 
Nihanatitas, come back and work here. Come back to your people. We'll support you. It's what people say. That's what we we use that phrase a lot. We use it. I hear it to these to this day in graduation speeches and whatnot. But I always think like, are we really all a part of that? Are we really going to support our young people to come back to the reservation to break down those barriers, or are we going to challenge them for how they look, how they act? how they talk, and how little Navajo some speak. And I, I think that a lot, especially as we move forward from here. As I get older, where do I see myself? I really support education. I really support diversity. I support learning. I support our, our youth. I had some summer interns, and one of them's last day was today. And I bought her a plaque. Because I usually buy plaques for folks that leave the enterprise to go on to a new job or to retire. And I bought her a plaque even though her, her she only worked a couple weeks with us before school starts for her next week. But I want her, I wanted her to feel special. Because that's what we, that's what I value. I value growth. I value the mindset to Make yourself better. And it, it makes me emotional because um, we don't do that. We don't encourage people. We don't share good messages in, in a lot of occasions. We're frustrated all the time on social media that's been the tool lately and I feel like it's going to get worse and I, I avoid that as much as I can I avoid confrontation online so last week when I shared my message I said do it the way our sons and Chase and our nullas did it confront each other in person don't do it over the phone don't do it online and share your frustrations about somebody and criticize them meet them halfway and talk about it and listen and so I, I I bring that message again today's Friday too DJ and died niche the July jiggle Nadine Doba on say B you'll call DJ today's Friday the 28th of July and I'm, I'm doing my message earlier I, just because I had some time this evening and um, wanted to share this message, but I had a I have a colleague that listens to my podcast, and he comes from the from the um, White Mountain Apache, and he told me your title this week should be looking ahead, and I thought, huh, that is a good title, and coincidence, it fit in with the message that I'm bringing you to you today and it also fits in with the recording that I accidentally played earlier today when I was running for Navajo Nation Council Delegate and I thought this this title laid out this whole week for me and um, it's been a very challenging couple of weeks I've been going through I've been going through quite a bit you know how they say 
when it rains it pours and man i'm like in a monsoon i'm okay though my, my heart's okay my spirit's okay my 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 mind is okay all those things are fine i just been faced with a lot of challenges and i'm i'm overcoming them i have a real strong i've learned that i have a strong spirit my self-awareness is strong and it's been tested it really got tested this past last week and this week and i think i'm going to be making it out of this situation here pretty soon so i can take in a deep breath and i can let it all out and i'm going to look forward to tomorrow because it's saturday and i'm going to spend it with my family but um i i kind of I kind of can relate to that title of looking ahead. Looking ahead to good things and good opportunities because July is coming to an end and August is on its way. It's art time. The Indian market's on its way. The Gallup ceremonial. I was going to share a recording of my grandparents' song today, but ceremonial starts next week and I thought, let me share it until next week when ceremonial begins. So you're going to have to wait for that message and wait for that song until next week. When I'm going to share my grandparents' song that they had composed for the Gallup Ceremonial. So um, I grew up in the Gallup Ceremonial scene. I've always been involved with Gallup Ceremonial. My grandparents, my mom, my dad, everyone's always been a part of that Gallup Ceremonial. And I'm also part of that now, growing up. Over the past few weeks, we've been going through the message of Shabak Eko Saudalto Yad Ego. The um, and we started with um, the concepts of meaning concern for yourself reverence reverence for yourself having personal care having your limits and your boundaries as a person each one of those things I went through these past couple of weeks going through this monsoon of mine and um, learning to manage it and to look back to my teachings and remind myself why I'm where I'm at and what I plan to do. But um, as we move forward, we talk about this a lot. Those words are used a lot in campaigns. And that's a message that we need to continue to thrive towards for the betterment of our people, for the betterment of our children, for how we treat each other out there in the public, and how we need to support one each other, each one of each each other through every situation and opportunity. We're really good at playing the crab in the bucket and bringing people down. And of course, that's that's something I've been going through as well. And it's like, yada la. And, um, my grandma used to always do this. She, she used to always reference pa, 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 pa. And I, I've been doing that to send that bad energy away and send it somewhere else. But um, when you make it over a certain, you make it over a certain challenge or an obstacle, then you're faced with another one. Then out of nowhere, something happens again. So that's kind of been my week, especially Wednesday. Wednesday was a tough day. And then I got through it. And I kept telling myself, the sun's going to come up tomorrow, and I need to be ready for it. The sun will be up, and I need to be up before the sun 
I need to say my prayers and I need to send good energy out and leave my home with good energy and rejuvenated to tackle the day again and to come back and be safe and start all over because the sun's going to come up tomorrow. And that's my other message too. And I know um, as we go through these times, we're going to be faced with challenges. And I think um, as you see people getting back to their norms, there's going to be challenges in all that we do and we need to continue to support one another as Navajo people and support support the arts, support the education, support the opportunities of what people want to do and um, remind ourselves why we do what we do and why we are where we are and who taught us, who learned, who did we learn from. I always think that and I used to think that when I was faced with a lot of criticism and hate last year this time I was like did they act like that and I and I knew some of these folks as families and I would think like your grandparents never used to act like that what are you doing or why are you saying what you're saying what would they think of you if if you if they were here with you today I always think that too what would my grandma think if she saw me behave the way I did or act the way I do or say what I said? Because the most powerful tool that you have is your your speaking, your voice, your tongue, your mouth. What comes from your mouth, Haneki, it has an impact. It has an impact to do good. It has an impact to do bad. It can be it can be beautiful, it can be also meaning it's strong, or it could also be a yo meaning scary, no matter depending on how you share a message or communicate with people. And I think of that too. What comes out of my mouth will affect certain things. But um I was told by one of my one of the folks that I've uh, got advice from, she said, be compassionate, but firm. And I'm a very compassionate leader. Should Jay, should Jay, I have a heart. We all do, but it really depends how you use it and how it affects your thinking. I think with my heart before I think with anything else. And I think that drives my leadership. And that's why, you know, I want to award people for good work. I want to mentor people to improve. And I don't like getting to a point where I have to discipline people or to face a point of of something like that, no matter what I have to do, no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, especially with family. That That is the most challenging thing you can, you can go through. So I really try to lead with a lot of compassion in my roles, and I and I resort to that compassion. Uh, like I said, and it's interesting because my great-grandmother, I told you about her last week, her name was Ruby, and I grew up with her, and she used to weave, and she lived next to us. So when we used to come home, I used to come home from school or wherever we came home from, she would be sitting on her front porch, more than likely carding her wool or spinning the wool. And she would see us come home. And when I used to step out of the vehicle, she used to yell. I used to hear her yell. She used to say, Shit, Jay! Shit, Jay! And that, that was 
that was my nickname from her <clears throat> and I um I think that's why that's why I I, I am who I am <clears throat> I have a very um strong heart I, I lead with a lot of heart I think with a lot of heart and she predicted that for me and because that was my nickname my nickname was Shijay meaning my heart and I she depended on me for that for that love and compassion <clears throat> and my my masancho she left probably in October October of like 1990 I want to say 1994-95 I was really young I was still in elementary school and um, she had left in October and my masan my 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 grandma her, her daughter she also left in October so I think that's very interesting how October has been that month for us and so but yeah I wanted to share that message as well and you probably have nicknames for your grandchildren or your children continue that tradition I also have a Navajo name I'm not going to share that uh, you're not I've always been told to not share those things publicly especially on a platform like this but my nick my nickname my um my Navajo name comes from my mom's nale asa so my Chesana's wife that comes from her I never met her but her name was Yehiba Bigay and she was um she had passed before I was born my mom was actually pregnant with me when she had passed so um, my mom didn't get to attend the funeral but she's she raised my mom Yihiba and um, my Navajo name is after her Navajo name too so we ha I have that connection to to her and my Chesane my Chesane was my Chase dad I grew up with him too and he was tall he was a tall man and um, he was probably the same height as me. I'm six one, and he's probably he was probably about six one. But he used to stay with my Che, and that's how I grew up with my Che son. And um, he was a very he only talked Navajo, and of course that's how I communicated with them, and that's how I remember them. But his name was John John Begay, and his name was actually different his name the last name wasn't even Begay as well and um, when the when the BIA census were doing the roles then the last name um, wasn't Begay and when they were doing the roles he was asked what his name was and he was saying uh, John Biet meaning um, I'm John's son John Biet but the BIA didn't understand Biet so Biet came became Bigay so that's how that name was formed during that time and so um, yeah very interesting and I'm glad I I know my history and where I come from from my family on both my mom and my dad's side so as we move forward um, looking ahead looking ahead to good energy and good things to come um, I I had some other things I wanted to share. I wanted to talk about the different phases of the Navo Concho belts from the first phase, second phase, third phase. I don't know if you knew there was such a thing 
and how it changed over the decades and generations. But I, I plan to share that on the next episode. And of course, um, this week, this tomorrow's going to be flea market day. So check out Native Boba Tea. Um, Mr. Kevin Wilson has some new drinks, that new flavors that are coming out tomorrow. And I plan to get another watermelon fresca. It was so delicious last Saturday. And when I left Eastern Fair, I swung around Gallup and I picked up one. But um, he also has a podcast, so please check out Kevin's podcast. You can also find his podcast on both this platform for Spotify and is also, I guess I should be saying the platforms for Spotify and also for iTunes um, platform for podcasts. But um, his podcast is actually called Excused Podcasts. And on his podcast, he shares his experiences growing up on the reservation and moving away, finding a connection back to home. And then, of course, he owns that business called Native Boba Tea. And it's been a craze and it's good success and good energy. And he'll have more good success and energy moving forward. But um, check him out on Spotify if you're not already subscribed to him. It's Excuse Podcasts by Kevin Wilson. You can find him on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcasts. And make sure, and if you're listening to my podcast or his podcast, to rate us five stars. You can rate five stars on both platforms. The more you rate five stars that we get, the higher our algorithm is developed on the software platform. And the more people will be visual to see these podcasts and of course if you are a listener of podcasts there's like a there's a presence of native american podcasts there's a presence of navajo podcasts but there's it's a little it's very small and it's good that we're getting the message out there of who we are where we come from and hopefully inspire others to share their message and eventually create a podcast too and he was my inspiration for creating a podcast because i had a lot of things i wanted to talk about and this is wonderful i enjoy doing this i enjoy sharing my message and sharing my teachings my upbringing how to support businesses where to go we'll do a lot more details on those and of course um i um i ask you to rate rate me five stars if you feel like it's good and i hope you do and if you're subscribed thank you very much please share this and check out kevin's as well and and look for other native and navajo podcasters out there that are doing great things and sharing good messages. Uh, so with that being said, um, I'm actually uh, going pretty lengthy on today's edition, but I wanted to, again, leave a words of encouragement for you to share good messages and to continue to do good things for yourself and be honest and be productive and stay busy. Stay busy all the time and plan ahead and reflect back too. maybe like I did, like I've been doing these past couple of days of what I've been going through, I keep reflecting back on the past. I reflect back what, what I was going through last year this time. I reflect back on different things that have occurred and who I who I kind of don't have part of my life now. And um, it's sad. I'm sad for certain situations, but I'm thankful for the times that we spent together and the good energy and that makes me happy knowing that a lot of this 
we we've been there to support one each other in different situations and i know who supports me and i and i see those people i'm so thankful for them i'm thankful that i got a chance to run for office and if you decide to do so um seek me out for advice i'd like to share with you my experiences and what you will be encountering and what you're going to face and um again i have for your good energy that you share with me and you also good things to to do moving forward as as a people so yeah Take care of yourselves. Stay hydrated. It's still hot outside. It's kind of cooling down. You can feel it in the mornings, but continue to hydrate. Take care of your parents, grandparents, your siblings, your family, your friends, your relatives, your employees. Do good things. Share good energy. This podcast was brought to you by a very challenging week, a very challenging time in my life right now that I'm going through, that I'm going to get through, that should be done probably within the next couple of days, and we'll start a new day again. Again, the sun will come up tomorrow so be ready for it be ready to continue to produce provide and inspire the information provided in this podcast is for general purposes only the views and opinions expressed by myself or any contributors of this podcast are of their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the podcast any producers or affiliations of the producers or creators of this podcast. I can't.